be in Genesis chapter 22, a very familiar passage, Genesis chapter 22, the first 14 verses. Genesis chapter 22, hopefully this powerful passage will fall on us with sort of fresh power today. Please hear this public reading of God's Word. Genesis 22, starting in verse 1. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his thorns. By his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Just want to think about three things as it regards to this passage today before we go before the Lord in prayer. The first thing I want us to focus on is Abraham's faith. Abraham's faith is at an extraordinarily high level at this point in his life. In Romans chapter 4, the Apostle Paul says that Abraham grew strong in his faith. I love that. Abraham grew strong in his faith. So just hold that in your mind for just a second, and we'll see Abraham's strong faith in this passage. But you know the story about Abraham and Sarah. They're promised a son, and then they remain childless year after year after year. No child is given to them year after year. And then finally, the Lord visits them and promises them, by this time next year, you're going to have a son. And then they have a son. Can you imagine the joy in their home when they lifted up Isaac for the first time? Abraham, a hundred years old, can you picture him with his wrinkled face just beaming with joy when he picked up Isaac? And Sarah, 90 years old, beaming with joy with this son Isaac. And what joy he brought to them in their home. What laughter there must have been in that home with this precious child of the promise. But if there was ever somebody that they would be tempted to idolize, it would be Isaac. So then God tests Abraham. He calls him to sacrifice his only son, the son he loves, Isaac. 
And Abraham's faith is so strong, he doesn't question God. He just immediately obeys God. He takes his son. He goes the three days journey. And then verses 4 and 5 are incredible. Verse 4 says, On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. What faith? Hebrews 11 says that Abraham considered that God was able even to raise him, to raise Isaac from the dead. He just knows that this is the child of promise. Even if I kill Isaac, God is going to raise him from the dead because he is a child of promise. What faith? Abraham grew strong in his faith. So the first question before we go before the Lord is, is our faith growing? Are we growing strong in our faith? By the grace of God, we can grow strong in our faith. I love what one commentator said about Hebrews 11. I've mentioned this before, but it's just been on my mind regularly about how he said we should fill our lives with things that will strengthen our faith in God, get rid of everything that will weaken our faith. But are we filling our lives with things that will strengthen our faith in God? Second thing, let's just walk through a little bit of this passage. Verse 6, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them together. So Isaac is carrying the wood that he is going to be sacrificed on. He's looking around and something is missing. He doesn't see the sacrificial lamb anywhere. And he asked his father about that. Can you imagine Abraham having to answer this question? Verse 8, Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for burnt offering my son. So they went both of them together. And then Abraham straps Isaac down on the wood. And then Abraham, probably 115 years of age, at least he grabs the knife. Can you imagine him? He probably can't even hold on to this knife. He can't even squeeze this knife. And his hand is shaking. And he stands before his son whom he loves. And he raises his hand, shaking in the air. And then the angel of the Lord, verse 11, calls to him, Abraham, Abraham. I am sure Abraham rejoiced to hear those words. And he stops immediately. And then the angel says, he, and Abraham says, here I am. And then the angel says, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Can you imagine the joy those words must have brought to Abraham? And then verse 13, this wonderful verse, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. What a powerful verse that is. Jesus in John chapter 8, you remember it said, your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Abraham saw Jesus's day and he was glad. Probably right here on Mount Moriah. Probably right here when the angel of the Lord cried out to him. Probably right here when he looked and beheld this ram caught in the thicket, caught in the thorn bush, as Adrian Rogers said, with the crown of thorns around his head. Right there, Abraham sees Jesus's day and he was glad. But have you ever thought about Isaac in this moment in this period. I was listening to Alistair Begg this week, and he said he made a guess. He can't prove it, but he said he guesses that Isaac may have lingered up on this mountain while Abraham went down the mountain. He said, Abraham, I mean, Isaac perhaps lingered thinking about the wonder of God's provision. He sat there thinking, I can't believe it. I was about to be killed, and God provided the ram in my place. He thought about the wonder of God's provision. So the second question would be, have we thought through the wonder of God's provision. Just this week, it's been amazing to think through again afresh the wonder of God's provision that He would send His Son into the world to save sinners. So I would just say, consider Jesus the true and better Isaac. Isaac is carrying the wood on his back that he is going to be sacrificed on. Jesus in John chapter 19 says, they took Jesus and He went out bearing His own cross to the place called the place of a skull. 
So they're very similar stories. Isaac carrying the wood that he is to be sacrificed on. Jesus carrying the cross that he is to be sacrificed on. Both of them are strapped to those pieces of wood. The knife is raised before Isaac, but the knife stops. It doesn't fall on Isaac. Why? Because the knife would fall on Jesus as God crushes his son on the cross. 1 Peter 3, Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Beg says, how can unrighteous people come to know a righteous God? Why should someone who is totally righteous die such a cruel death so that the great exchange may take place? We turn from repentance and in faith to God and we leave our sins at the cross and we walk away with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. This is glorious good news. So have we thought through the wonder of God's provision? Number three, do we rejoice in the provision God has made for us. I think two and three go together. When we think through the wonder of God's provision, that will spill over into rejoicing in the provision God has made for us. I'll end with this. You know the story in Luke chapter 7. I know I've mentioned this before, but you know the story well. Jesus is at Simon the Pharisee's house. He's reclining at table. You know, the woman who was a sinner, the text says she was a sinner. She was a sinner, likely been a prostitute. She likely heard Jesus before. She'd likely been converted before that night. And she hears that Jesus is at Simon the Pharisee's house. She grabs her alabaster ointment. She heads straight for that house. She makes a beeline for Jesus. All these self-righteous men around her looking down their noses at her. She doesn't care. She loves Jesus. She heads straight for Jesus and she goes to Jesus. I don't think she was intending to cry, but she's overcome with emotion at Jesus' feet and she weeps and she kisses his feet and she pours the ointment and wipes his feet with her hair. She loves Jesus. Listening to Beg on this text and he said, if you were there and you said to this woman, are you crying because you're sad? She would have said, no, I am not crying because I am sad. I am crying tears of joy. Well, then why are you joyful? He said she would turn to you and said, I am joyful and crying tears of joy because they're gone. My sins are gone. My sins, which are many, they have been forgiven by Jesus. So is our faith growing? And have we thought through the wonder of God's provision that God would send his son? And do we rejoice? in the provision God has made for us. I'll give you a few moments to pray silently, and I'll close this in prayer. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we we just thank you for this powerful passage in Genesis 22. What a moving account we have here recorded for us. Father, I am thankful that we have this great example of Abraham who grew strong in his faith. Father, I I pray that uh, we too, by your grace, would grow strong in our faith. Help us to fill our lives with things that will increase our faith in you. Help us to remove everything from our lives that will weaken our faith in you and help us to be about the business of encouraging each other in our faith every day. And Father, help us to be filled with wonder at your provision that you have sent your Son into the world to save sinners. Father, help us to contemplate the gospel more regularly, to return to it more often, to just sit back and be in awe that you would do this, that you would send your Son to save us. And Father, I pray that that would roll over into rejoicing 
in the provision that you have made, that we would rejoice in the person and work of Jesus, that we would be more like the woman in Luke 7 who was just overcome with love and rejoicing at Jesus and at the fact that her sins had been forgiven. Father, we're just so thankful for the gospel. We're so thankful that you have cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. As this woman would have probably said, she was rejoicing because they're gone. Our sins are gone. Help us to delight in that truth. Be with us now even as we sing. Father, I pray that we would sing joyfully to you. And we pray that you'd be with Greg as he preaches from a powerful, powerful text from Philippians 2. Father, use him powerfully. Help us to be attentive to your word and help us to apply your word to our lives. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.